This is Chris Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. We recently spoke with Fort Lee, New Jersey native David Myers, who left the world of Washington, D.C. politics behind to pursue a career as an actor, playwright, and screenwriter. In between projects for the stage and screen, he co-created the comedic mockumentary web series Bloomywood, in which he stars as Hollywood hopeful Michael Bloomstein. Here's a clip. So I'm out here in Hollywood. There's a lot of bugs. Do you know how you get to the Hollywood sign? They have a script I'm trying to get made. I don't do really well in nature. I once had a goose bite me. I'm kind of writing the movie as I go. Because it's going to have, right now, the ending is very sad. But when I get the movie made, it's going to have a happy ending. Do you think a celebrity lives in that tower? Probably not. Probably not. I once heard that it's not enough to chase your dream. You have to take your dream, tackle it to the ground, and strangle it. So that's what I'm trying to do. Very thirsty. Climb every mountain. Richard Rogers said that. And Oscar Hammerstein. They were wise men. Would you like to produce my film? You can. Are you in the industry? The grocery list part of the script? Yes, actually. Eggs and mayonnaise are going to feature prominently. <laughs> Success requires a lot of legwork, so you're going to have calves the size of a mule. There's Quentin Tarantino coming to me to welcome me to Hollywood. Hey, Quentin, the script's right here. You're going to love it. So, David, how closely related is this character Michael Bloomstein to you? It's a character based on me, but not me. A lot of people ask me, is it really you? And it's me taken to an extreme. But a guy who gets off the plane from New York to Los Angeles, he has no connections or money. He has no idea how to do anything and he literally goes out on the street on Hollywood Boulevard to the Hollywood sign to the Warner Brothers lot and tries to get people's advice and help in making a movie about his life called My Life a Saga and he goes on his own little saga in his journey uh, to experience what it's like to try and get a film made in Los Angeles. You are a working actor and you're also a working playwright and screenwriter. When you're not writing Bloomywood, what kind of material are you writing? Well, I used to work in politics, so a lot of my writing is very political, and a lot of my plays tackle social issues, and then that's a bit of a contrast between Bloomywood, because I also love comedy, and I've written a lot of short plays that have been produced in New York around the country that are humorous, and as an actor, I do mostly comedy. So there's a bit of a dichotomy there, but I actually think Bloomywood does have some social commentary in it, which is the thing that makes it so funny. So I say social commentary is a big thing of what I do, and then on the humor side, just trying to find humor in the absurdities and the struggles of life. You worked in the White House right after graduating from Rutgers University. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? It was pretty incredible. Uh, so I worked at the the end of uh, the Bush administration, uh, and then I stayed in Washington for a little bit after that. And it was just a really great experience without getting too much into current politics. Uh, the people I worked with just were really kind of the best and the brightest, and everyone there was just trying to make a positive impact and a positive difference. And I moved to the Senate afterwards, and that was not the case. And that's actually why I left politics. But my time at the White House was really 
fantastic. I always say you could offer all the success in film, TV, movies, and I would not trade that for the three years I worked at the White House. So it was really the thrill and honor of a lifetime. Is I'm sorry to use that phrase because it's very cliche, but it's also very true in this case. And what was your job there? Uh, so I worked in the staff secretary's office, which is a job that no one knows about. If you watch, I think it's Air Force One, the Harrison Ford movie, which is a fantastic movie. Uh, there, You see it like very briefly, but it's basically the office that gives all the paperwork to the president and edits and reviews everything before it goes to the president. So... It was really crazy. Part of the problem I had when I left the White House is I told people what I did there, and because of how young I was, I don't think anyone believed that it was true. Uh, And it's just an office that no one knows about, but that actually has so much influence just because everything is filtered through it. And then for the last uh, six months uh, I was there, I worked in the communications office. So what made you shift gears and leave D.C. for Hollywood? So I made the transition. It actually all goes back to New Jersey because my mom used to take me to theater in New Jersey and New York when I was a kid. And I remember when I was like five, she took me to Peter Pan and I refused to leave after it was finished. And I told her I wanted to see it again. And she signed me up for, for classes here. I used to do shows all throughout Bergen County when I was growing up, so I always wanted to act. I actually went to school for that one year, but then I got really interested in politics because of 9-11. I remember walking home from my high school on 9-11 and seeing the smoke coming out of the towers, and that, as I think I did for so many people who grew up in this area at that time, that really changed my life. So I got really interested in politics, and then when I left politics, because I went to Congress, and it was kind of the beginning of the Trump era, where everything was Democrats versus Republican. No one felt like no one cared about the country, winning at all costs. I was like, I need to get out of here. And I came back and said, I'm going to try to act and write again. And I don't think anyone believed in me, including sometimes myself, but... I figured life's short, so why not give it a shot? Could you give us an idea of what your life as a working actor is like and the kind of work you've been doing? One of my biggest things has been commercials. Uh, so I've done you know commercials uh, uh, with James Franco. I had one with Danny DeVito that got a ton of play. Uh, I've done a Fox sitcom. I'd just been cast on a BET show. Uh, right before coronavirus, ironically enough. And I did a, a supporting role in a Lifetime movie. I've done a movie that was streamed that was directed by Martin Scorsese's daughter, which was really interesting. They filmed it as this interactive movie, and then it didn't, it didn't work as an interactive movie, so they just edited it together as, an, as a normal movie. So now you know, that's streaming out there. Uh, and I've done some a, a ton of web series. I started out in theater, so I used to do a lot of theater in New Jersey, uh, professional theater in New Jersey, and then also a lot in Massachusetts on Cape Cod. So kind of a, a, anywhere and everywhere, which I guess is the life of the actor. 
So back to Bloomywood, it's a half-scripted, half-improvised show involving both professional actors and random people on the street. Where did Bloomywood come from? How did you develop the series and the concept behind it? One of my good friends who's a writer pitched me the idea, and he originally called it Doormat, about this guy who just goes through life with hope and optimism, and everyone kind of steps on him, but he keeps going anyway. And I said, this could be hilarious. Uh, and he had a friend who's a DP and editor, and we said, well, let's just shoot one day and see what happens. So I came up with this idea of the character's name, Michael Bloomstein. I printed out this script called his called My Life is Saga, and I literally just went up on the street and started talking to people. Uh, and people started talking back, and we got some amazing footage, and we realized we definitely had a show here. So, like you said, it's a combination of half improv with real people and then half semi-scripted slash improv with actors. So the situation with real people is we would just go to Hollywood Boulevard, we hiked to the Hollywood sign, we went to the Warner Brothers lot, and we'd just start interacting and talking to people and it was probably the most fun thing I've ever done and I was really surprised because I thought everyone would either be mean to me or not stop to talk to me and almost everyone stopped to talk to me I think what really attracts people to this character is the hope and optimism I mean we almost didn't put the show out just because it's such a difficult period in our country and people had seen it, they said, no, this, this show is going to make people laugh and uplift people. And I'm glad we did put it out because people have been enjoying it for that reason. So it was a real joy to film it just because I was always optimistic and happy. And I think that's why all these people actually stopped and talked to me. We had people who said, no, 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 I can't. I'm too busy. And I would call out to them and be like, but wait, can you please help? And I'd say 80% of them came back and took time out of their day to talk to me, even though, you know, we saw, they saw us being filmed and, you know, we got their consent. So it was very, it was really interesting. It was a very positive experience. And we hope that people just will give it a shot and join Michael Bloomstein on his crazy journey to succeed in Hollywood. Okay, and here's one more clip from Bloomywood. So I'm here to see a career coach. Things are going great, but I figure, you know, everyone needs some help. Like Barry Bonds, he's a great baseball player, but how did he get to be a star? Coaching. So I figured this person might be able to help me. I hear she's really nice. Hi. 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 No. 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 <laughs> I want to make a note, your handshake, for later. Okay. Was it not good, or? So you're the career coach? I am. How do I get people to read my script? Because no one will listen to me. You have to be assertive. Okay. If you don't assert yourself, someone is going to put you in a chokehold. I have been put in a chokehold. Yeah. And not for pleasure. Everyone in this town can help you get to where you're going. Everyone's connection away, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Like Kevin Bacon is six connections away. Right. Six degrees. If you assert yourself to six people, one of them is going to be Kevin Bacon. Well, let me tell you my rate, though, up front. It's three ninety-five a week. Would you trade payment for being in the movie? No. Okay. Okay, so you have a script. I have a script. Uh, I want to play myself. Yeah. I've been training for this part my whole life because right. I've been abused, I've been neglected, I felt very depressed. Yeah, just don't mention that, like how you're okay. feeling. Don't tell anything bad about yourself, bad situations that have happened to you. You really want to bury that deep down. Would you be interested in reading the script? Or? I'm going to need 
um, just a routing number and an account number. I mean this, I've been in this town since I was 17 years old. Have you and been it, successful? Yes. <laughs> you came to me. I did. <laughs> right? I saw your ad on Craigslist. You have the direction and the drive. I can see it coming out of you. It's coming yeah. out of you. You're also sweating a little bit. You will be successful and you will be famous. So my mother doesn't believe me, but I told her it's going to happen. You're going to have to part ways with your mom. I really recommend to the people that I coach to really isolate yourself from naysayers and negative people and people who say I love you. That's what they say, you have to think of what's next. Because what's here isn't good, so you have to think ahead to oh. what's next. If right? you focus on the present, you may as well just yeah. walk onto the 405. Yeah. If you don't think about tomorrow, you're stuck with today. Yeah, and today's not good. It's never good. So it's three ninety five a week. And what if I'm not able to pay you? You, let me say, you will. You will. Okay. But if I'm not. Actor and writer and star of Bloomywood, David Myers, thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. New, New Jersey holds a special place in my heart, so I'm, I'm really glad to do it. To watch episodes of Bloomywood, look up Bloomywood the series on YouTube, and you can learn more about the show at bloomywood.com. And to learn more about the arts in New Jersey, go to jerseyarts.com. I'm Chris Benincasa. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.